Hey, how you doing? It's Thursday. Thursday, October 7th, 2021. Thursday, October 7th, 2021. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends. Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Um... It's going to be another short one today. I got so much stuff to do today, but uh, tomorrow we should be back to normal. Uh, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you uh, tomorrow or maybe today and uh, tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you just want to school me on something. Tell me about it. Anyway, or maybe you, you have a story that you want me to cover. A federal judge ordered Texas to to suspend SB 8, which is, as you know, the most restrictive abortion law in the U.S., calling it an offensive deprivation of a constitutional right by banning most abortions. And, and of course, the nation's second most populous state, California being the first most populous, Uh, the order by U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman is the first legal blow to the Texas law known as Senate Bill 8, which uh, until now had withstood a, way, uh, withstood a wave of early challenges. Uh, now, District Judge Robert Pittman, Obama, put in by Obama, just to let you know, um, In the weeks since the restrictions took effect, Texas abortion providers say the impact has been exactly as they feared. In a 113-page opinion, Pittman took Texas to task over the law, saying Republican lawmakers had contrived an unprecedented and transparent statutory scheme. From the moment SB 8 went into effect, women have been unlawfully prevented from exercising control over their lives in ways that are protected by the Constitution. And then he went on to say this, that other courts may find a way to avoid this conclusion is theirs to decide. This court will not sanction one more day of this offenses offensive deprivation of such an important right. Damn. Was that a dig aimed at the Supreme Court? Specifically, I think it was Amy Coney, was it Amy Coney Barrett or Kavanaugh that, that, uh, uh, kicked, kicked this, uh, uh, decision out. Didn't even want to rule on it. Oh man. What a dig. Yeah, I think it was Amy Coney Barrett. I could be wrong. Uh, Texas officials swiftly told the court that their inten- their intentions to seek a reversal from the 5th U.S. Court of Appears, uh, Appeals, which previously allowed the restrictions to take effect. This is going to go back and forth for a while. It's going to the Supreme Court after the 5th uh, uh, the Circuit. Um, the lawsuit was brought by the Biden administration, which has said the restrictions were enacted in defiance of the U.S. Constitution. Attorney General Merrick Garland called the order a victory for women in Texas and for the rule of law. The law had been in effect since September 1st. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. The debt ceiling is done, but only temporarily. Senate Minority Leader Mitch the Bitch McConnell blinked after a three-month stalemate with Democrats. Uh, Democrats appear to have taken a deal that many in the caucus acknowledge is 
just kicking the can down the road. Uh, but as aides and uh, members have made clear, what other choice is there? Uh, Democrats were insistent they'd run out of time to use a con- con- the, the budget process. Uh, uh, and, and of course, moderate Democrat, well, I, I'm going to call him right-wing sociopath Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia wasn't budging on changing the rules of the Senate, even in the midst of this emergency. We have to get rid of him. What transpired yesterday and is still being negotiated this morning is the bare minimum way out of this, but at least it's a temporarily way out. Um, That more than anything explains the motivations here, the potential for fiscal calamity was real and getting more dire every day this stalemate continued. Uh, That was becoming painfully clear to lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. The fear of a downgrade to the U.S. credit rating was a real and present danger, which would have, that would have caused skyrocketing in unemployment. It would have caused uh, interest rates going up. It would have caused a depression, which oddly is what Republicans usually want when uh, when a Democratic president is in office. Uh, Republicans will also have to find, uh, uh, will have to find 10 GOP votes yeah, 10 GOP votes to break the filibuster after months of them, you know, unifying behind uh, the idea that they weren't going to lift a finger for the Democrats uh, on the debt ceiling. Uh, next week is uh, supposed to be Senate recess. Nothing motivates Congress like running on fumes. It's Thursday, which means it's uh, in the Senate uh, Friday and lawmakers are ready to get out of this place. It's got to be taken care of today or tomorrow. Uh, McConnell's announcement to his conference yesterday that he was going to offer Democrats a short-term uh, off uh, uh, a short-term off-ramp came as a surprise to many in his own conference. I think the writing was on the wall, um, and Republicans were going to get blamed for everything. So I'm pretty sure Mitch saw that was happening. Manchin, Joe Manchin, who proposed a $1.5 trillion investment over the decade for the Build Back Better instead of the $3.5 trillion, which, by the way, again, I'm going to say, only $350 million a year, uh, $350 billion a year, which is less than half of the Pentagon budget. Anyway, he said, I don't believe that we should turn our society into an entitlement society. As you can imagine, I have a lot to say about that. But Senator Sanders said much of what I wanted to say. Uh, Pointing to Manchin's entitlement society comment, Bernie launched into a series of questions for Manchin, beginning with, does that mean that we end the $300 direct payments for working class parents, which have cut child poverty in half? Is protecting working families and cutting child uh, poverty an entitlement? At a time when millions of seniors have teeth in their mouths that are rotting when they can't afford hearing aids in order to communicate with their grandchildren, and when they can't afford a pair of glasses in order to read the newspaper, does Senator Manchin really believe that seniors are not entitled to digest their food and that they're not entitled, entitled to hear or see properly? Sanders continued, is that really too much to ask in the richest country on earth? Uh, uh, Sanders also questioned whether uh, Manchin believes 
that uh, we have to end the absurdity of the United States paying f- by far the highest prices for the uh, in the world for drugs, prescription drugs. Uh, does Sen- he, he went on to say, does Senator Manchin believe that we should be the only major country on earth not to guarantee paid family and medical leave? And that working mothers should not be able to stay home with a child who is sick? Are workers not entitled to be able to do that? Does Senator Manchin believe that working class parents in West Virginia and Vermont should have to pay 25 or 30% of their incomes on childcare? He asked, are the children of this country not entitled in, uh, to high quality childcare and pre-K education? He asked all those questions of Senator Manchin. Manchin has yet to answer. Anyway, if you can believe, I might have something else to say. And that is, if you don't believe in an entitlement society, then get rid of tax breaks for the rich. Get rid of subsidies for big oil. Stop helping your rich coal buddies. Those are entitlements. And by the way, just want to mention, actually, those aren't entitlements. Those aren't entitlements. Let's just clear this up. Entitlements are because we paid into the system with our taxes. That means we are entitled to certain things. The rich aren't entitled to their tax breaks. So get rid of them. Moving on. The White House Council on Environment Quality uh, um, announced its plans to restore three major provisions of the National Environmental Policy Act. Uh, NEPA. By the way, the uh, Council of Environmental Quality is the CEQ. Um, anyway, the uh, uh, NEPA, NEPA, the National Environment, Environmental Policy Act, uh, was passed by Congress in 1969 and requires environmental analysts uh, analysis of the impact projects such as highways and pipelines will have on uh, local communities, and the planet. We have to figure out what's going on before we build it. Uh, the CEQ's proposal includes restoring the requirement that federal agency, agencies evaluate all environmental impacts, including indirect and cumulative ones, like long-term fossil fuel emissions of projects seeking approval. Restoring the authority of agencies to obtain input from communities that will be affected by projects and analyze alternative project uh, proposals that would reduce impacks. And establishing the uh, NEPA regulations are a floor rather than a ceiling and allowing agencies to tailor the NEPA procedures consistent with the CEQ NEPA regulations. Uh, The Trump administration faced condemnation, of course, when it rolled back, sorry about that, when it rolled back the law's provisions in 2020 and allowed less extensive environmental impact reviews, eliminated the uh, review requirement altogether in some cases, and allowed projects to move forward without consideration for indirect environmental impacts. And we talked about that story uh, months ago when, when that happened. Uh, CEQ uh, Chair Brenda Mallory 
rejected the notion often put forward by developers that the restored regulations will slow down the construction of vital uh, physical infrastructure, which of course is a key element of President Joe Biden's legislative agenda. Uh, This is what they do. They say, oh yeah, but you want to do this. This is going to hurt us from being able to do this. BS. It's not. Uh, The administration said Wednesday's announcement uh, represents phase one of its restoration of NEPA. Phase two uh, changes to be announced in the coming months. And we'll get to that, I'm sure, when that happens. The United Nations Human Rights Council resolution recognizing the human right to safe, clean, healthy, and sustainable environment is, a, is loved by the people. We all want this to go through, to, to work. But the U.S. and the U.K. have refused to support the proposal. Uh, I suppose cutting into your bottom line, maybe? Uh, the resolution, backed by dozens of countries, is before the 47-member Human Rights Council, which is an ongoing session in ongoing session this week, uh, with the Human Rights Council expected to adopt the resolution later this week. With broad international support, the U.S. and the U.K. are seen as key holdouts. But I wouldn't call the U.S. a key holdout. I'll tell you why in a minute. A spokesperson for the U.K. mission in Geneva told Reuters that the government had legal concerns with the resolution. Uh, yeah, because they legally want, want to help corporations. Uh, according to the reporting, in discussions with, uh, about the resolution, Washington also referred to legal concerns as well as worries that recognizing new rights could dilute traditional civil and political rights, according to uh, sources following the talks. Of course, they're talking about... Uh, the traditional, uh, traditional civil and political rights of corporations, but they didn't say that. Uh, the United States is not currently a council member, but is vying for a seat and can still join debates as an observer. So eh, let's say I hope they don't give a crap what the U.S. says. Moving on. Tony... That's right. Tony the Tiger is on strike. And eh, not exactly. Uh, but you may want to hoard your Kellogg's cereals. Uh, Kellogg's has attempted to cut health care and other benefits. Uh, and that's during a time when they've raked in record profits uh, without regard for the well-being of hardworking men and women who make the products that have created the company's massive product, uh, profits. They want to do all this. They want to cut everything. Roughly 1,400 workers who make uh, cornflakes, Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, Raisin Bran, and Rice Krispies walked off the job on Tuesday to demand a fair contract, uh, bringing all of Kellogg's company's U.S. cereal factories to a halt in one of the nation's, nation's largest strikes. So, Kellogg's. It's good for the morning or something like that. What does it say? Anyway, that's it. Like I said, short one today. I'll have more tomorrow. I I, I kicked the can down the road. <laughs> I have some other stories I wanted to talk about. So yeah, like I said, short one today. Less than 17 minutes. But thanks for listening. Wednesday, October 6, 2021. Wednesday. I'm sorry, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. October 7th, 2021, Thursday, October 7th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Those four words, 
political views, TV, podcasts. I truly appreciate you listening every day. It's so nice of you. I, I, I can't tell you how, how much I appreciate you. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. Tomorrow is going to be a better one, a longer one. Um, tweet to me your questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, of course, you also might want to uh, school me on something. Please do. You're probably wrong, but you can try. Um, and remember, and I mean it, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.